Rashad Radio. Yep. All right, man. You know what's so funny though? We are ever since, <laughs> ever since you sent me that joint about baby, mm-hmm. I was slapping my turn in because I slaps, dude. I'm oh, telling you, shit. I know. It's cliche just because I think of that video, but I'm like, <sighs> that shit is a funny video. Though. It's, a, it's accurate. It's so accurate. So let me let me let me tell you with the black and miles too. Um, so I don't know how much uh, I, you said you got to hear. Rashad, I mean, uh, real men record their wives. That's one show I got on Rashad Radio. I don't know how much podcasting you listen or podcast you listen to. I'm not a big podcast consumer, dude. So like. I just kind of like do my podcast how I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? And like, I, I like it. And it's fun. Like, you know what I mean? So I don't. Yeah, for get... sure. No, I, I, I'm a deep, I'm a, I'm pretty deep on the podcast game. And like, Same. it's nice because most podcasts are a little kind of on the serious side or this one's just way more chill. Yeah. I, I, I have like plans. Of... I'm yeah. sorry, man. I had plans though. Like the way I was, when I was first making it, I told people like, yo, I want it to be a party right now. I don't want it to be too like. Where people don't feel like they fit in or they can't come in or you're too old or you're too young or you're too whatever. Like, just come to the party. And then eventually when the party's really popping, you know, certain people are just going to be a little bit more popular. Certain people are going to be louder, maybe. And then, you know, if they don't want to party with us no more, they leave. But if not, the party will continue and, you know, get deeper. Yeah. That's how I look at it. So Yeah, yeah. for sure. But, but yeah man so like as far as that goes like i don't even really have like a formal way of trying to do this This is the beat breakdown show that i'm doing right now my man kendo and i came up with this idea shout out to my man kendo yeah um he's not able to make it with us today but we'll let him know to try to catch us on the next one if you ever come back around or if antoine's able to do it again and the yeah. idea the idea that i got man is just to really chop it up with shit i fuck with like producers that are you know cool with producers that i'm cool with and like let's just see what we can bounce off each other and and make our own little cool table of you know what i'm saying creatives mm-hmm. yeah, for yeah. sure i mess with that idea heavily yeah no, that's that. tough yeah not enough of that fact um and you know um, do you watch producer grind or anything like that yeah i watch uh a lot of that youtube stuff actually yeah when they, when they had the real when they had the real episodes man i watched like all of them but the yeah. zoom joints i'm like mm. yeah it's hard zoom <laughs> stuff is kind of cringe on a lot of levels for, yeah. for different it's hard like, i respect him you know that dude's name is yeah. dylan too shout out to dylan the ceo yeah yeah. yeah, that's true. He's cool, man. I've um rapped mm-hmm. with him in his come up. I don't know him like that. He's down in Atlanta doing his thing right now. But those those type of you know podcasts, that's the only type of stuff I really consume on a podcast level. My lady, she does yoga stuff, and I know podcasts are amazing, and I probably could make Rashad Radio a little bit more fine tuned. But as of right now, it's all about hip hop, bro, and it's all about like the love of it. And so, you know, I mean, I don't have no kind of no no rules you know what i mean just have fun you know what i'm saying i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna sit here and make it be like you know an interrogation or anything like that if anything i just kind of want to learn from you guys i got a few questions jotted down for dylan perfect just uh, (laughs) to dig yeah he told me he was gonna take care of the work for that (laughs) yeah i got it all right cool yeah but like a hip-hop podcast it makes sense for it to not be polished or super refined or like Mm-hmm. super produced because that's the whole entire idea behind hip-hop is do it yourself yeah you know? dude and i'm telling you man like shit be landing like last night i was uh editing a podcast that was not even as hip-hop based it's more like QAnon and like anonymous and all that crazy twitter shit mm. right oh it's, yeah it, yeah you can check for that joint the joint is called i got standards 
But is QAnon anonymous? Is that what that means? I think yeah. it is. They're in yeah? the same world, bro. Yeah, it's like huh. I don't know, but I have like a couple mm-hmm. friends that are into that shit. So I told them, "Yo, y'all need to get on Rashad Radio and chop it up." But the point of it is that they're on Rashad Radio, and so the hip hop element is me. And as I'm listening to their shit, and I just throw like an instrumental on it, it's so fun how sometimes it could coincidentally. Like the conversation just ends at the right point of the beat. You know what I mean? Like shit like right, that. Right. Just the yeah. Q on and the X Files theme song just ends right there. I was about to say that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like yep. a trap remix to Yeah, X-Files. tell me why that needs to be done. It's dying to be done. Hell yeah. So I had to get hip on the big wave before you got on the phone or nah, is that what it's called? Big wave? Yeah, big wave is like the dopest beer that I've had so far. And then I, then I knew what it was once he said the uh, Kona. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I know about them joints. Mm-hmm. I feel like y'all West Coast kids actually started this IPA crave. It's popping for sure. Though. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's popping. Yeah, yeah. I said honestly, though, because like where... Yeah, we got hops for days. Yeah, I was about to say where I'm from, we're like biggest hop producer in like Washington State. So I'm like, it's nothing Bro, Dylan and I are from the same place. So, okay, yeah, it's it's hot, yeah. it's hot, crazy for sure. I was the dude that was buying the Sierra Nevadas back when everybody was like still Heineken and Corona, and they're like, "Why is this? Who bought this?" You know, and people would be like, <laughs> "Be like, Rashad bought that beer because he didn't want to share it with nobody." <laughs> and, and for it, real, I'm so burnt on Heineken. It's so like okay at best. Yeah, it's yeah. just like it's like Gatorade beer. Uh huh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know I'm saying like it definitely has nobody. Yeah. But talk to me, man. I, I know, I know, I know. Antoine got questions dotted and jotted, but I'm a motor mouth. I'm already here sipping on raging bitch. I got one question off break. All right. What is your favorite dog? Not what dog did you use? Which is your? Fa- I guess that's gonna be the same answer. But what's your favorite dog mm. to cook up with? Oh, my favorite dog that I use is FL because all that I've I've used FL from the jump back in like twenty. 13 okay. i just started Veteran. experimenting with hardware like i just got an sp last month but okay yeah i'm just used to fl it's like what i've been on and i've and there's more tutorials for it fl gang i'm not in that and i feel left <laughs> out joe i had an fl on my pc back in the day and i it was when i was still just rapping and i didn't really put any attention into making beats and I really wish I did, you know, because that computer was dope and I was doing a lot of things back then. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Fru- Fruity Loops, you know, there's no difference. Like, you know, but there, you know, people that use different dolls, or at least for, for me, when I see people using Fruity Loops or shit, more so when I see people using Logic, but definitely Fruity yeah. Loops, because I see a lot of like, you know, the younger kids using Fruity Loops and it just looks like they're just jamming out trap joints on that shit. It, oh, yeah. It, it gives, yeah. Oh, it, it's easy. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It gives the illusion that it's like geared to make trap yeah. b- better I mean, than other joints. I mean, it's geared towards EDM is where like a lot of the first pe- big people that used FL like popped off mm. of was FL. So mm. trap just kind of makes sense because it's easily programmable. I know in Ableton, yeah. it looks like hot garbage to do uh, like hi-hat rolls and whatnot. Yeah, I don't get the Ableton wave. I, I, I got a demo a while back and it was like brain surgery. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it looks like you're playing a game of Operation. It looks uh-huh. insane. It yeah. looks I feel like certain people, and shout out to the Ableton producers, but I feel like people that want to get there also kind of interpret it as like Ableton is the final boss of, you know what I'm saying, of like of yeah. learning DAWs or some shit, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them. They're on a different. Yeah, they're on a yeah. different wave. No, yeah, they they true. jam that's out, true. man. They definitely make some shit, dude. And I'm like, okay, I'm not. You know, I, I don't know. I don't think it matters, but I do. At sometimes think maybe just maybe if you got Logic and Ableton, your sound could be a little bit cleaner than if you're. I don't know. Yeah, no, Deadass Logic took like a month to learn, bro. It was insane. It was yeah, off the wall. Say. It just but it just looks once insane. you learn it. But once you learn it, you can get crazy for sure. If that's, you really want to go. That's in. true. It did take me like a whole summer to learn FL. And that was mm-hmm. all on the trial. So it's like uh, Yeah. Without restrictions, I was rocking making beats off that thing for like and, six uh, months yeah. without having a license. And that's Hell not yeah. Mac, right? Because they don't have it on Mac, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, they just put it on Mac with FL twenty. Yeah, it's on Mac wow. now. It's, I haven't tested it, but it seems like it's pretty solid. It's not as good as the Windows version, but I've heard it's really good. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, as far as like a Windows, because I left Windows and thought I made like the the biggest jump ever when I finally realized how dope Apple was. But I do hear a lot of producers that stand by their Windows machines. Like, nah, bro. Like, I ain't fucking with that Apple shit. Are you like that at all, or are you going? It's like either or. I use either or. I have a MacBook that I do like a whole bunch of schoolwork and like video editing on, and then I have my Windows that's for production. But I would so be down to do the conversion over to all Mac. It's just easier, like airdropping stuff from yeah, your computer see, to your everybody phone. Everybody starts with airdrop. Why does everybody it's start with airdrop? Airdrop <laughs> in iCloud, how I can send a beat <laughs> from the iCloud and then text it off my phone. Come on. Come yeah, on. it I, just I, seems so much easier. Me. I love it. It is easy, and I got I just got a Mac Mini and a furlough, and so I'm over here like just shooting shit from my phone to it to make the podcast edits work, and it's just so simple. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, everybody starts with AirDrop, and they're just baffled because I, like I said, I've been on this Apple Wave since about I don't know 2012, 2013, mm-hmm. and um, so I now I'm like foreign to Windows, and I'm surprised they don't have something comparable. They don't have an AirDrop or Windows. Uh, not really. I'd say the only thing that's closest is like Dropbox or Google Drive, but you can still do that on a Mac yeah. too. So yeah. it's pretty trash. Yeah. Y'all want to hear a funny story? I'm that guy that was shamelessly on his birthday with a new album I produced and recorded on my iPad. <clears throat> so yeah. So I just want to add that in there. I produced and recorded on my iPad, but uh, yeah, college I was, dropout. I was yeah. that guy that was airdropping it to the people in Starbucks. Ah! <laughs> I mean, right, promo's promo, clean. man. I'm gonna come clean. When I dropped uh, my first EP, Restless, last year, I had like a, a birthday party and stuff and I slipped in a track or two to see people's reaction and everyone was vibing and I was like, cool. Alright, alright, alright. <laughs> you know, promo's promo. Yeah, promo's promo. I know the night that uh, my album dropped, I had to work until like 11 p.m. And it released at 9 p.m. on West yeah. Coast time. And I was just like, hey, if you guys work here, like, check out my <laughs> song. Here's the link for it. I'll send yeah, it get to some you. Screen, I bet. Exactly. And I was thinking recently about putting a QR code all over the store and just be like, scan that. It's got the album on it. Dude, that's so, smart. That's super smart. Have you ever produced on um on iOS devices? Um, I've used GarageBand a little bit, and I've been getting into this app called Koala. Yes. It's like super yes. similar. Yes. It's super similar to an SP four hundred four. There's a dude that's it's... on a campaign to crush the SP four hundred four. With you seen my man Michael, the Asian dude. <laughs> uh, 
Oh yeah. That's my man, though. I talked to that man. He's in China. Like if you try to put him on Rashad Radio, he's like, My English not good. I'm like, bro, come on, I seen your video. Yeah. yeah. These producers, they're crazy, bro. Yeah, my phone yeah, cut right. out a little bit. Did you hear what Dylan's I mean with uh was that Dylan or Antoine right there? Oh no, that was me. The I've stumbled across the Chinese producers yeah, on they Instagram. Are crazy. Bro, they go hard they're on insane. Yo, link me, man. If you crazy. if anything, Dylan and uh Antoine, I know I got a lot of accounts, but if you can just remember anything producer related, just link me on Black Daniels, John, because I want to see that shit, yo. Oh, bet. I want to see yeah. that shit for real. Bet, yeah. Down for that. So, where you want to begin, though, Tuan? What's good? What you got for your man? <clears throat> yeah, so first and foremost, Dylan, so when it comes to sampling, kind of uh kind of go through your your process and, and what you're looking for in sampling. damn so <laughs> i guess the biggest thing is i have this fat record collection that i use for some of it uh but a yep, lot of it fat. i'm just on uh peep people on game if they don't use it uh vinyl frontier too on youtube Dude, Vinyl, Vinyl Frontier. Frontier. The only one yeah. This dude posts yes. the most insane so samples ever, and then he puts them in playlists by genre, so you can just go down a playlist of samples and just be like, is this good? No? Never mind. Nothing like that. Okay, I'm about to check this out while I'm talking to you. What the hell? It is the most insane thing. And then he just started a channel that was for uh, Asian music, and it's called Vinyl Frontier East, and he has some of the most insane like Japanese samples of all time on that channel. Yeah, Say less. yeah, it's insane. So glad I finished that. <laughs> so yeah, usually I start there. I think a lot of the songs on the project, with mm-hmm. the exception of like two or three, were from Vinyl Frontier before that first page got shut down. He started a new mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I download them. You know, YouTube MP3. Not supposed to do it, but hey, that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it, it is. is. And then I'd kind of throw it in FL. <laughs> and then uh, throw my drums on top of it. Usually I'd try to sample to where it's like a loop from the song, but either faster or with Uh some variations of it. So like the Mm. song You Wanna Mm. is the sample from uh, Saint-Tropez by J. Cole Mm. off the album. Mm. And and a lot of people have used that chop before, but I was trying to throw a little bit of differences Mm. in it. So I think it's... I'd find samples from like inspirations that I've had for songs or off vinyl frontier and then mm. try to chop it into a loop. And then if it didn't work as a loop, I'd just do random chops to make it just flow. Word. Now, do you have any uh, certain plugins or VSTs you're willing to kind of spill on your, on your sample processing yeah. end? Cause I know I got a few on my yeah. sleeve. For, for most sure. of those samples, I think since I was going for that lo-fi sound, I wanted it more like, Cut off the mm-hmm. high end, add bit crushing to make it sound crispy, mm-hmm. like more like a SP12 or something like that. So, like, I mm. think the only plugins that I had specifically that were like not like EQ or compression or like band or like wave stereo signal stuff would be like CMT Bit Crusher. Mm-hmm. It's oh, it's, I've never it's even this heard of that. Janky free uh, VST on I think PC. I hope it's on Mac. It should be on Mac. But yeah, you it just had these great parameters, and you could just change the sound of your uh, bit crushing and everything like that. And it was just, I think that was the sauce to getting it sounding like it was out of hardware instead mm-hmm. of FL Studio. 
Mm. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say one of my one of my little secret tools and I never see people talk about this uh this plugin anywhere. Yeah, I can't even find like tutorials. <laughs> I basically had to teach myself, but it's this uh this plugin Morgana. called Morgana. Morgana. And it's a little pri- Morgana. It's a little pricey. It's like I think it's like 125 or something, but it's it's emulating what's called a Insonic ASR10. It's like what Kanye and Timbaland and all them used back in the day, that long keyboard that oh, chops yeah, the like... sample. And, it, and it'll make that really close ASR10 sound. But the cool thing about Morgana is the programmer made it um, each one unique in its sound. So no Morgana sounds the same as the, wow. you know, someone else's. Yeah, kind of like an ASR would. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That that's one of mine for sure. Morgana. That's tight. I'm thinking like what other plugins that I use because a lot of that album was strictly just the samples. So like if you hear any bass lines or anything, it's either I got it from mm-hmm. a drum pack or it was me boosting the low end on the samples themselves. Mm. So mm. have you guys heard of a uh, uh, Looperator by Sugarbite? Oh, I I've got that one. Looperator. It's crazy. That thing is crazy, dude. I just I just got it and I used it on the outro for this Clockwork MPC, and it's I mean it's great. I use I mean I don't even know if it's possible. Yeah, I use that one for like these uh, reversed hi hats that you hear in a lot of like trap songs now. Whenever I'm, mm-hmm. whenever I'm making mm-hmm. like tight beats, I throw a looperator on it just to get it like yeah sounded nice and wavy with the reverse hi hat. And it's super easy to use. Yeah, it's so nice. I didn't have to read a manual. I just figured it out off the wrist. I think I, I heard just the looperator feel- from you, honestly. Yeah, it feels like yeah. No, it- uh, you know the VST glitch. It's like the free version of looperator. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like that, but like way more sophisticated, less laggy, and all that. It's nice. Mm-hmm. It's real nice. Another good one is um. This one called uh, what is it RX nine fifty and it emulates the old um, Akai sampler, oh. super cheap. It was like twelve bucks on iPad, twenty five on the on the Mac or PC. Super fire too. So, so I'm putting these joints yeah. down in my notes right now. Like okay, get, to, get that. Yeah, jot them down. I know I looked up so the first. My one. next, <laughs> I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, my next question would be so. When it comes to arrangement and your instrumentals, how do you usually go about that? Do you have a, a usual like process behind like melody first? Do you like to do your drums? Uh, it depends on the day. I've had some days where I've had this insane drum groove that I've made to a certain sample, but 30 minutes in, I'm like, this isn't sitting right. And then I just bump the drum pattern that I have until I find a sample that fits. But for the, mo- mm. but for the most part, I'm just looking through samples and when I find a sample I try to get it to a BPM that I usually like so like for most of the project it was between 80 and 89 I don't think I had anything over 90 BPM so that slower boom bap range and Mm -hmm. uh, yeah most of the time I just start with a sample and then chop it on grid because FL has this insane playlist where you can just drop it in and then put it by a certain set like quantization almost wait what happened um, so FL Studio has this function of a playlist. It, it's kind of like Ableton, but a little bit easier to understand because Ableton is just kind of like for the rocket engineer of a producer. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Shout yeah. out to them. Yeah, shout out to Ableton <laughs> users. Out. They're crazy though. <laughs> um, but uh, 
So in FL, they have the playlist function and you can go all the way down to like 132 grid on your project. So you can oh. like get precise, precise chops without having to do it through some sort of like MP set, MPC oh, right. emulation type mean. thing. Okay, okay. So I'd chop it in the playlist and then I'd throw my drums through a sequencer and then throw it onto my playlist and then just copy and paste for about a minute or two minutes. And then... Mm. specific arranging i just like i go okay is it feeling too repetitive let me take this drum fill out if it yeah i'm like what would spice this up let me throw a glitch two on the master and then automate that to do some like Mm -hmm. third glitches and pitch downs and whatnot yep okay okay there we go that's what's up yeah and then i just kind of keep on doing that and then when i feel like the song's kind of lived its life to a certain extent, I just fade it out or I stop it off a drum, like a snare hit. And mm. I've been experimenting more with the stuff that I've been making now on how to like outro songs and make them where they cohesively flow into another one. But for that first mm. project, that's a great, great topic, honestly, for real. Because yeah. like I have that trouble. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to make songs that like cohesively flow together. That was my biggest problem on this first project. Was like. How, yeah. how am I going to have everything flow together? Everything's in this similar BPM, so it's easy in that sense. But like sound-wise, how do I make things flow from one to another? Right. Usually, like so like with my projects, I always create the intro and outro first before anything in the mm-hmm. middle. So I have those two markers, yeah. and I can work from within. I know my barriers on it. It's like you know the beginning and the end to the story. Now you just got to fill in how they connect. Exactly. Exactly. That's smart. That's really smart. Y'all got me thinking. I need to make a beat tape now. Beat tapes. <laughs> beat tapes are where it's at. It's like the easiest way to promo. Yeah. It's like thirty six bucks for DistroKid for a year. Oh, I'm on DistroKid, so I might as well yeah. just use it for that. Yeah, and you can post exactly so yeah. much. It's so easy. This isn't like sponsored by DistroKid. I'm not like an nah, ambassador. No, I wish no. I was. No sponsor. No sponsor. DistroKid's cool, man. I'd be talking to them <laughs> yeah. on Twitter. Their emails are funny when I fuck up. And I'm like, okay, I got you. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> a cool company. Yeah, for producer-wise, I mean, there's a whole bunch of dudes a couple years ago that were like, you need to start putting out beat tapes. Like Lifestyle did it at a video two or three years ago where he's like, the number one way to make money is to just post beat tapes of your stuff. Real talk, I did this today, as a matter of fact. I had an album I did last year that I produced. Like I said, I think I was tooting my own horn earlier. But um, <laughs> but back to that, I decided <laughs> now, because like, I'm, I'm the most unorganized producer. But anyways, I try to get more organized, that. and I found them joints, and I found the clean versions of them where the samples that I didn't have to worry about weren't on it. And I said, you know what, I'm going to just upload this shit. So I, I, I'm with that. You know, beat ta- I don't consider that a beat yeah. tape. I think that's kind of a cheat. You know, it's like I just did an instrumental version of an album, but I do need to make a straight up beat tape like y'all are talking about. Yeah. 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 I mean, instrumental albums yeah. are dope too. I mean, if you look at like jazz or like uh, Kareem Riggins, like those projects, I don't feel like those are beat tapes. Those are like instrumental albums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Dilla Donuts. I don't think that's a beat tape. That's that's like an instrumental album. I don't think that's album. a beat tape either. That's the reason why I'm. I kind of started Clockwork NBC was like, yeah, I got these projects with artists, but I haven't been able to just like fully, kind of like express myself yeah. without the need of others. And I was like, he nailed it with donuts. Yeah. So I just gotta get on that. Yeah, donuts just changed my entire way of producing as a whole. But like, 
that project is just yeah. insane. So am I like kicked out of the producer fray if I say that I've not fully digested this piece that I'm fully aware of? If I got to keep it a hundred while we're on the show, is yeah. it, are, is nobody gonna keep it a hundred? No, yeah, yeah, no, no, you're no, I'm, It's a long I'm project. I'm wearing the shirt long one. Fact, right now. I have a Dilla shirt on right now. And uh, this is a shirt that my 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 lady bought me, and I have to confess, I was very happy that she gave it to me. And I know about donuts. I heard like I can't, I don't know the songs. There's a lot of tracks on there, right? Yeah, there is. Last donut of the night. Yeah, so I don't know them by light by, work. And I feel oh, like yeah. I'm just not in there, like y'all. And I need to go back and do my homework on that joke because I know he produced a lot of a lot of drinks for uh, artists that I fuck with. But as far as that oh, yeah. piece that everybody talks about, the donuts drink, like I'm not in there like everybody is. I'm like, I got to get in there. It'll change you. Yeah. The way he approaches beats, I don't even, I don't really comprehend it. It's, in, it's insane because he his chopping technique was completely different from anybody else. Everybody else was trying to make a full loop that they could throw drums on. On donuts, he's making mm-hmm. loops to the drums, so he's taking drum chops, yeah, and making beats out of that. And it's like, ah, and it's a mind bender. Yeah, it's it's kind of like changed my thought process with producing. Like I remember I was listening to that when I went on vacation in like 2016 and that was right after I started making the album and I was like this completely changes how I'm gonna make uh, beats from now on especially lo-fi mm-hmm. stuff it's crazy how um have you guys ever dived into um Mad Villain oh yeah uh, Mad Lib and Doom Mad Villainy is the most insane project ever no see I'm I'm oh. I'm, I'm asleep on that joint I know that I- Oh, Rashad, you need to dig and in. I, and I'm, really and I'm, dig I'm in the only way I can say I'm hip is to, like, you know, I've seen it reference. And I'm like, all right. Uh-huh. Because, again, like I said, I started off as an arrogant young rapper guy that's turned into the older yeah. guy that's like, you know what? I could still try to do that, but don't nobody want to hear me. So let me go and make these beats. Yeah. And, um, you know, like, I've been admiring producers since way back when, but not to the point where, like, Damn, man. Mad Villain and Donuts are right, yeah. I'm going to catch up, y'all. Next episode, well, have, I'll be like, yo, got this. Yeah. Well, have you heard, like, Pinata by Freddie, Gr- Freddie Gibbs and Mad Lib? I've heard the track. Yeah, I've heard uh, the album. Um, my my favorite joint is the... Uh, is it Pinata? No, the one that just came out, the most recent joint was... Um, oh, Bandana. That was Bandana. Uh, Alfredo? Bandana oh. joint. Oh, oh, no, Bandana. But Alfredo was Alchemist, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, awesome. Mad that Lib on that ban- Y'all know he made that bandana joint on his iPad too. Yeah, yeah, he's real proud. I love of it. Yeah, he's, he's super. I think half of uh, Pinata was made on an iPad too, because I remember he's talking about that in his Red Bull uh, Academy podcast thing they did in like 2016. Crazy. That's my shit right now, Dylan. Man, not to take away from the stories, but like that's that's kind of what I operate mainly. I do mostly iOS production, and I got a macbook and a mac mini and controllers too but i just love the way that you can do that just like you was talking about koala man i got koala and it's awesome dude like all this shit that we can do is amazing it's like we're in the future and we living through it you know what i mean yeah if i wasn't if i wouldn't have bought an sp i would have bought myself an ipad just to learn garage band and koala <laughs> off of there oh, on man. the realest level yeah oh man because they're the craziest like ever like the portability the fact that you can like it's just crazy now. It's even crazier and easier to use than back in the day. It's right there in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was on the early iPad production game. I produced on iPad for like two years. And uh, they made it very nice now for 
for the users because when I when it started, it was not. It's kind of janky, right? A lot of workarounds, yeah. but it's it was kind of janky off top. But I liked how you could bring this little computer with you and make the beats on the screen and like mm-hmm. touch it rather than like clicking. It was just a game changer. Yeah, like especially now with the new iOS updates where you can like download songs onto your iCloud. That's completely mm-hmm. like. That's completely changed how I use Koala because back in the day, I'd download them onto my PC, Google Drive them over, and then import them. Yeah. But now I can just oh. download it and then import, and it's stupid easy now. What was even worse was I used to use this thing called IMPC Pro on iPad, and I had to like plug it into my computer, oh. put it on a separate app, and then go on the app on the iPad and transfer it into IMPC Pro. And it took forever. <laughs> But it was sacrifice. You got to do it. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a crazy process. <laughs> but I appreciate it now because now working with like logic and external hard drives, it's just all at your fingertips. But, you know, you got to know the struggle. Yeah, that's true. You got to know the days of uh, not being able to save songs because your program was free on trial. And you yep. just had to export it. If you were done, you're like, it's finished. I'm exporting. Can't get these stems back. I'm done with it. I remember a while back, I started on GarageBand when I first started producing, and I used it forever. But I remember, I don't know if y'all ever heard of this DAW. It's called Reaper. Oh, oh yeah. Still a thing. Reaper? Yeah. Reaper is. Yeah. I don't see people use it, but I think Tom I Mish that. uses it a little bit. Hmm. You know who that is? Yeah, no, I, the the worst part about Reaper was I, I made a, a pretty good amount of beats, and since it was a trial, it just it wiped itself completely afterwards. Wow. So I will trash. never take I will never take my saved files for granted. I make backups on backups now. And I was using um, IMPC Pro and Cubasis. Okay. And um, when I updated the iOS, the apps didn't work anymore for some reason and all the stuff was gone and i had so oh much and i was like you wish yeah you know i really wish i would have learned my lesson from reaper but i really learned my lesson on that one i guess to add on to that i had uh one of my first pcs that i had where i was making beats off it from like 2013 to 2016 ish I had it in about 2014. It was like some of my most whack beats ever, but it was like I was getting better. I was progressing. <laughs> and then one day, and then yep. one day I updated from Windows 8 to Windows 8.1 and it completely wiped my entire Ooh. drive. I had no project saved, no sounds, no nothing. I had to start from scratch. Yo, it's the most deflating Oof. feeling, young, isn't it? It's like. It hurts, bro. I was so it, sad. It was like, I was like, oh, oh, God. And then the next thing that I did, I was like, Mom, Dad, I don't have a job. Uh, for Christmas, could I get an external hard drive? Real talk. I was like, I, was like, Back, I need something yeah. for me saving it off. Because otherwise, you can't trust computers anyways, especially Windows PCs. Those things just no. empty your drive no matter what. <laughs> Yeah, my last one, Blue Screen. That's when I was like, all right. I'm I'm going to take this moment to give a shout out to my baby, my lady, Fatima G. The Virgo Queen gave me a sweet external hard drive for my birthday last year. And that thing has been the money changer, game saver right now. Ain't nothing. Everybody Uh that's listening to this out there, if you make beats, if you're new to it or you're old to it, you know about the. If you're old, you've been in here, you know about the external hard drive, but everybody's new to it. You need to get yourself an external hard drive. Get yeah. a couple of Save them. your shit on a hard Don't drive. Don't play yourself. Just Save your it. shit on a hard drive. Don't play yourself. Just get it. Don't play yourself. 
Just get it. Yeah. I think I got a Seagate joint now. I don't know what it is. I love it. I feel like every time I see it, it glows and it's black. How could it? <laughs> yeah, that's the one I got. It's a Seagate. It's black and it glows. Yeah, those yeah. are sick. I've just got some WDs. I've got this eight terabyte tower because I was like, I'm not losing Woo! anything. Yikes. I'll download all the yeah, splice. I'll keep my trash right beats and everything. I need it on this drive. I'm cool with it. It's good to listen yeah. to your trash beats. Honestly, it shows progression. Yeah. Me calling them trash just means that I've progressed enough to be like, yeah, that's not good anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I currently have trash mm-hmm. beats available for y'all to listen to on SoundCloud, shamefully. <laughs> but, uh, yo, Dude, Black Daniels, y'all know it. I'm not even afraid you know it because I kind of like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I, that's, I tell people all the time, like, I don't have no, I don't care how old I get. I know, like, nobody wants to hear older people rap, but as far as, like, making beats, I don't feel as confident with that as I do with writing songs. I can write a song, I can write an R&B song, I can write a rap song, but making beats, I want to hear my progression. I can't wait to go mm-hmm. back and listen to that shit. I listen to it every now and then, like, young. I thought this was the shit when I made this, you know? But... I got a beat CD. That was my first uh, like set of beats I made. That mm-hmm. was all like techno EDM. Ooh, it'll blow your speakers so out. loud, it's clipping so hard. Oh, yeah, so loud. It's like, bro, turn it. Down. Were you Antoine the Great then? Relax. Or... Yeah, I think we yeah, did this before. I think I talked to you about that. That's right, Dylan. You've always going by the name, right? I like that. It's original, right? You go with yeah. I've just been going mm-hmm. my name because, like, when I first started, I was going to be Prescription Beats because the initials are DR. So I'm like a doctor. Ah, yeah. Super punny 14 yeah. year old me was loving it. And then I was yeah. like, uh, it's not, it's not so. the stickiest. So, yeah. You yeah. made a good move. Yeah, that oh, would have been man. tough. Imagine this oh, album is Prescription Beats. Oh, shit. Yeah, hey, so I, I respect like, it though. Know. I respect it though. You know, because yeah. you could have did something yeah. different with the dr. And like, you know, prescription made you think a little. You know, that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, but, but that's like comparable to like right, Ada exactly. Monster, yeah. Like, should I see like that on YouTube? And I'm like, get out of here. Eight oh eight slap. I'm sure. <laughs> 808 slap. 808 bakery. Oh, 808 bakery. <laughs> Yo, I mean, are y'all hip to the new? I, I mean, I'm just, maybe I'm not. I, sometimes I get into so much of a production funk, whether it be making podcasts or trying to get back into beats, that I don't listen to music for a while. And mm-hmm. when I get back to it, like I said, I was listening to Lil Baby and Gucci's new shit. Yo, these producers are really layering the, the song with several tags now. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's not just Dylan Rowley's mm-hmm. beats. It's like, who made this beat? Dylan Rowley made this beat. You know, Rowley, my bad, my bad. Yeah, you know what, I'm know you know what I mean? Like it's like all that. It's like wow, yo, they. It's, I ain't mad at it because it's kind of funny, but like, yeah, you don't have a tag, right? You guys don't tag your beats. I've got a tag for mine, but I only use it for like my website when I sell beats. Right, but like exclusives, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna put tags on it. Yeah, you can't be exactly. tagging yeah. exclusive joints. Yeah. Unless it's extra pay or discount. <laughs> it's discounted if you use the tag. Um, mm-hmm. but... A good story on beats. That's yeah. a good topic. What's your guys' experience with selling beats? And have you guys had any bad experiences so far? We going to go first on that one, Mr. Rowley. Yeah, sure. Um, back in the day... Uh, when I was in high school, I used to sell my beats to some kids that went to my high school and I'd record for them and everything too. And I had this one yeah. dude, 
he was like, hey, I want this beat. And I was like, okay, I'll send over the MP3 with the tag on it. And then uh-huh. you can just like rehearse on it. And then if you want to buy like a lease or whatever, it's like 20 bucks. Right. And cool. And it was a friend. So I was like, it's going to be fine. Word. Dude went like six months later and just uploaded it on SoundCloud. Didn't even tell me or anything. And I was like, what? So mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. this is so mm-hmm. petty and I feel so bad for this now. But I, some, no. I somehow, it out. Yeah, I'll keep it to Virgil's. I, uh, I copyright uh-huh. strike this dude's song off of SoundCloud. Yeah, because I was so petty about it. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, boom. Yeah, it Jeez. was easy to do, but it was. Looking back, I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm so petty for that. Nah, man, it's all about the. <laughs> nah, honestly, I got yeah. a company that does that for me, bro. It scouts all the all the websites, and if it's not cleared by me, yeah. take True. down. Easy. It's a company oh. called Lydia. I might yeah, need to go through them. What is it called? Stuff. Lydia with a Y? Mm-hmm. Vidia. V-Y-D-I-A. They're the ones, they're, they're like the gatekeepers. Like, if you want to upload to Vivo, you got it like oh. that, or like MTV and all that stuff. Like, MTV plays videos. But, you know. That's I mean. funny. You yeah. said I was that petty. No, nah, I respect that, though, because, you know what I'm saying? You said that was your folks, and, you know, you were looking yeah. out, and, like, it's just 20 bucks. Yeah. It and, was stupid cheap, yeah. And so, like, and it it sounds to me like Cuz did this and kind of was probably distant, too. He didn't even, like, have no conversation for you. Like, where was he at? He didn't want another beat later. Like, that's always, like, you know, like, where are you at, bro? Didn't you want another beat? Didn't you feel stupid for copping that one beat and running? Yeah, it was, we're good friends now because we just, like, talked about it, but it's fine. But (laughs) back then, I was, like, I was hella pissed because I was starting to sell stuff on Bandcamp. Like, I was getting sales, and I was, like, I don't want people thinking that they could just get free stuff. Right. Uh, and just like off mm-hmm. the rip. Like some of my friends, like this guy that uh, Anthony and I know, or Antoine and I know, uh, Sterling. He's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, that boy the is boy. crazy. The uh, boy. He, uh, he's a good friend of mine outside of just music. So, like, I just send him beats because I know they murder it. And it's like, if you're close with me, I'll give you beats for free. But if you're just some rando off the internet, I'm not going to send you back. No. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, my I got a petty story. Air it out. Um, a while back, yeah, a while back. This was probably this was before I dropped my first project and everything. So I was like, still kind of up in the air on what the executive move was. But some dude hit my line, and uh, he was like, "Yo, could I send you like X amount for a beat?" Da da da. And I was like, "Yeah, for sure." And uh, he sent it over, I think like Venmo or something like that, and. I didn't send it over until the next day, but I realized when I checked my Venmo, he canceled <laughs> what he sent oh. over. So I sent him an MP3 of like da 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 beat 120 BPM, but it was that I no, yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So, but don't you think the whole thing that happened right there is it was just like a matter of him being impatient? So he was like, "Nah, I want my money back." It was the next day. What you mean? I waited weeks on a verse to come back. Rappers, yeah, rappers don't said. like come on now. Like that man, especially anybody that like knows you personally and like watches you learn. I don't know. I don't remember if that's what you said, but like, like people don't respect a producer, though. That's all I gotta say. That's just, crazy, for sure. It's a, it's a pretty. It's like, it's so crazy just because I see so many producers being so cringe on social media, and I'm like, bro, you're just fumbling the bag that reminded me of those people on ig i don't know if you guys have ever had this but they like hit you up and they want to charge you to hop on your beats yeah 
Yes. Dude, did you see my Twitter I did a while ago? Some dude DM'd me. I hit him with the Billy oh, yeah. Mays uh, photo. Because <laughs> he was like, I'm doing verses for X amount. Whoa. One minute time only. And like, give an hourglass emoji. And I was like, chill. Oh, I'm sure. It's just like, how are you going to charge somebody to hop on <laughs> your own beat? Hey, man, it's Corona, man. Yeah. I'm just trying to find ways to get it, though. You know, who knows? You know. That oh, was pre-coronavirus. Yeah, that was pre-coronavirus. I've been seeing it on the feed since, like, November, but it's been popping off more in Corona. What's tripping me out is I've been hearing that uh, producers are sending out beats to rappers and paying them to have the beat on nah. their project. Whoa. And... That is so ass backwards. I just don't. I mean, how do you look when you send that rapper that beat and pay them and that shit is not on the album? Yeah. And that happens. And at that point, yeah, at that point, if you don't have any paperwork for it, you're just kind of shit out of luck for the most part. All right. So we're talking about Mm -hmm. like sales and beats and, and tags. I think I introduced it. Um, are you made? I mean, have I, I, of course you want to make money right but like yeah when it comes to making beats like late nights and and that sound do you sound do you sell that sound or do you sell do you conform to the today when you try to sell beats when i like, try to sell I mean? stuff like, yeah i get what you mean like do i do more like do i try to ride the wave of like yeah what's I, right that now? shit tears me a little bit yeah so for like late nights and stuff, that's usually like me and a couple guys that I know from Yakima. I'll send them beats and just like they'll use those because that's kind of the sound that they're on. But like I've I've been making trap stuff along with all of this uh, lo-fi. Like I was originally like in 2018 prepping like some experimental trap EP and I just never completely finished it on t- on some like Monte mm. Booker type stuff. Like that sound, mm. but I just never finished it. Mm. And but for like most of the time when I'm selling tight beats and whatnot, it's a lot right. of like today's sound. And right. I hate I hate degrading myself to a tight beat producer in that sense online. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but you're getting <laughs> sales, right? Uh huh. Yeah, I'm catching some money. It's not a lot. It's but it's money. Slow, but it's and money. You're getting your name out in this mm-hmm. respect. Like I respect it. Anybody yeah. who's listening right now who's never sold a beat respects that. And that's kind of what I was kind of like, kind of getting mm-hmm. to because I know that when I listen, this is what I was gonna say. When I listen to something like last night, I mean late nights, right? Yeah. And I know that you're capable, right? And I haven't heard your trap shit. I can't wait to listen mm-hmm. to that too. I, but when I hear late nights, to me, I just feel like that makes me think as a as a as a well cultured hip hop fan that like this guy loves hip hop music too. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like you can be a trap producer and not even give a fuck about hip hop. You like, yo, I just made this trap. Yeah. I just made this mm-hmm. trap shit. You know They're what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't white. know. Does that, is that crazy? Mm-hmm. Is that crazy to say? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, you know with, what it is. With Trappy, no, it's like these white kids from Wisconsin that used to make EDM back in 2012. And they're like, I'm about to catch the bag mm-hmm. off these trap beats. And it's like, it yeah, just doesn't yeah, feel like yeah. it's authentic. I mean, so I respect that you yeah, do both no. because I kind of like, I got a trap little bop that I like to do too. But I know deep down inside that if I was to like have a sound that was to be recognized, I would more so want something other than that. You know what I mean? Even though when you think of the business side of production and making music, you're like, well, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So you kind of like you got to do both, I guess, right? Not even worry about it. You are your own businessman. You're your own your own boss on this stuff, right? So yeah. I it mean, doesn't compromise it, right? Do you guys look differently at a producer that will do just trap? Like, do you think trap producers respect the lo-fi wave? Like, which... I don't know. Um, I don't. I don't judge don't lo or like, like, trap producers because when I think of like some of my bigger inspirations. I'm like, most of them are trap producers. Sure. It's like a Dilla and a Pete rock and a DJ premier and stuff like that. But also like Pyrex, Frank Dukes, like wonder girl, Lex Luger mm -hmm. is one of the mm -hmm. first people that got me into making music in the first place. So wow. Like, Shout out to Lex Luger. That's Virginia yeah. right there. Back. Yeah. Lex Luger, a rap music. Like those are the people. Yeah. Southside, South um, like all of 808 mafia, like, those are some of my bigger mm -hmm. influences when I'm making trap stuff. And I like making trap stuff. I like chilling in my room and blaring the 808s to where the neighbors are like, shut the hell up. <laughs> For real. <laughs> I got this program called Sublab. That thing will straight shake the beans <laughs> in your house. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm writing out everything Twan says now. Sublab. Yeah, check out that Sublab. Sublabs are crazy. Yeah. On the low low too right now. Uh -huh. Yeah, but not. Nah, I mean, um, I appreciate that though, man, because I definitely think I I overanalyze it. I haven't been doing it as long as you guys have, um, and I definitely haven't caught as many sales or worked with many artists. And looking forward to that part and that 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 journey that I'm on because right now I get caught up in my organization and 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 not even like knowing yeah. necessarily who the sound is that I want to sound like, you know, like. I've been slapping little baby mm. and Gucci and Pooh lately, and I'm like, shit, I'm about to make some trap. But, boom, boom, but, but, but right go, before you know, that, I was on some West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, you know, Freddie Gibbs, Ooh, you know Paris. what I'm saying? And that shit, I come from that 85, you know, to 90 BPM Yeah, shit. I love those. So, I guess what deters me and other producers out there, and maybe y'all can shed some light on this, is the whole sample clearance and and like whether or not that is really like you know like shit like splice is that shit legit like i be seeing stuff people say like you yeah. can get caught up in splice there's no it's all royalty free yeah it there's some be. producers for some reason that aren't clearing samples that they're putting on splice sometimes but that's like a small minority of people. okay that's what it was okay but yeah like samples for like I don't know. For like songs, for the most part, I haven't been selling like big exclusives or anything where they need sample clearance. But for a lot of the time nowadays, it's so much easier just to get royalty free samples. Like last time you guys were talking about uh, Loopmaster or like. Yeah. I'm, I, I, but you know what, though, the whole time that wasn't what I meant to say when I was listening to that joint. I was talking what about was Looperman. It? What was it? Oh, Looperman, yeah. That's, That's what it's what called, it Looperman. Looperman with yeah. the blue devil. There. Like, yeah. Minor to go. Shout out to Minor to go. He's got, like, some samples that got placed. Yeah. Done like, those samples are insane, and they're royalty-free. Hold, so, like, hold on, hold on, hold on. You just said the Minor to go joints yeah. are on Gunna's shit? Yeah, like some of er some of Gunna's earlier mixtapes, like the one that's got the green and the... I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see that guy it. all the time on that joint. Yeah. I used to go hard on Looperator, bro, back in the yeah. Garage Man days. Or, yeah, Looperman. Or, yeah, yeah. That's I used so to do it too. Funny. Yeah, Looperman. Looperman. Yeah, I used to go like digging on Looperman, like MusicProduction.com, way back in the day. But okay, 
Yeah, a lot of it mm. now is sample packs. I'm trying to get into that. Like, oh my. that's that a, bag, is a bag, bro. It's a slap. Yeah, if bag. you're not if you're not a great mm-hmm. producer as of right now, get good at melodies and start selling loops, and you'll get placements in no yep. time. Easy, easy, easy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, my my perspective on the whole tight beat online sale thing was I didn't start selling beats online until this year. I've been mostly like direct to artist right. kind of producer and my approach is like when i make the hot joints i put them to the side for artists and like the okay like they're they're cool i'll right. put them online but i don't really go for a sound i just get on and what i make is what i make and if it's the sound then that's that's cool It'll so let's say you make some of them joints there you're like yo this joint is the fire i got it off the youtube e-digging uh it's got a sample mm-hmm. that needs to be cleared i mean i'm just being a noob right here and say yeah i, I mean yeah. am i wrong to say okay rapper that likes this beat this joint has a sample that needs to be cleared oh i don't care for i need i need that i need that okay well you know what, bro it's gonna cost i can sell that joint as long as i've disclaimed just you know let him know that he needs to clear that shit mm-hmm. right well yeah, yeah from what i remember reading because i haven't gotten too deep into that uh, is like the sample clearing is on the artist. It's not on the producer because the right. producer, once they make yep. the beat, yep. it's technically copyrighted. Right. So mm-hmm. when you sell it exclusively to an artist, then that copyright partially falls on the artist as well, or some sort of variation of that to where they have to clear the sample because they're the one that'll be making the most They're money. distributing it. Yeah, they're the ones that are distributing Big it. game. So Big game. they're the ones that are going to have to pay Damn. the royalties, the points and whatnot. And so, so when I learned that a long time ago, Dylan, I was like, okay, I'm all in this. I'm yeah. in here. Because that, it gives you a little bit more peace of mind, right? Just make your music. Yeah, because yeah, then you're not fearful of yeah. having to pay to clear samples. And I know a lot of producers have been using sites like Tracklib where you can buy like licenses to songs. For like five bucks a piece. What? Yeah, it, yeah. What? It's, yeah, lip? it's uh, subscription based now. But back in the day, it used to be like, oh, you want like, uh, impeach the president by Honey Drippers? It's like a hundred buck license. You get it. And it's cleared. Don't have to worry about it. Whoa. I just had to clear up some samples for this uh, Clockwork NPC yeah. uh, beat table. So then, why here. though? That's what I'm trying to say. Why did you clear it if you're? Because cause th- what it is, it's 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 going to be me putting it out on the uh, yeah. So it's going to be on me. And some of these songs are, like, considered, like, Southern classics. So, like, I had to get their blessing in paper, on ASCAP, oh, all that stupid stuff. question. I forgot that's what you were doing. Duh. Yes. No, that's what you're supposed to do, yeah. of course. Um, yeah. yeah, man. That shit seems like a little bit of a blow for me. But it's the, I get the most joy of one of my samples, something to make it sound smooth. Mm-hmm. I know that from my experience, because most of this late nights project was sampled. Uh, I couldn't clear probably half of those samples if I tried. I had a couple George Benson joints, mm. self snitching, I guess. But I had a couple. I had a couple <laughs> George Benson joints, and George Benson never clears uh, samples for anybody. But mm. yeah, Damn. but for this project, because I'm not getting big streams, I'm not like blowing up like uh, what's a producer that's like blown up just off instrumentals like Ginseng. Or like one two, those oh, dudes yeah. they probably have to clear samples. But for right now, since I'm doing it independent off of DistroKid, DistroKid's not really heavily monitoring what samples you use or if it's. I'd be wondering how they figure out what they figured out. They was kicking my last project out, and I was like, 
they don't tell you specifically what it is either. They just be like, yeah. there's something wonky with your track. Like, uh, you're like, what? what's wonky? Yeah, my homeboy, my homeboy got on Distro Kid and, and that happened to him because I, I produced it and I had a sample in there. So I got him on my distributor, mm. Symphonic, and they're just like clearing through mm. none of that. Yeah. So yeah, that I'd be mm. I think for that sure. for the most part, these like smaller distribution companies don't have to they don't necessarily care about clearing samples because a lot of these people aren't getting big streams. Like it, exactly. And that's what matters. It, you don't have to clear it until you yeah. start making money because then the original artist wants yeah, their exactly. So again, it goes back to making your music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You know, don't go sample <laughs> really. Yeah. But, you know. Don't do <laughs> If you find something yeah. dope. And another big thing is chop it up to where it's almost unrecognizable. Like, pitch it exactly. pitch it down, reverse it, exactly. chop, like, separate put it, parts of put the it song. Put it in that Koala app. Yeah, throw it in Koala. Uh, yeah, use Halftime on it. Get some crazy sample tool, like Serato. I, I'm jealous low-key on the FL on the FL tip, that, that Halftime. Yeah, gross beat is in insane. Where it just... What is gross that gross beat today we were talking about? It's it's this like yeah, it's essentially this uh it's just this effects module. It kind of works like Looperator, where you can throw effects on songs and it has LFOs and everything, but one thing that it has that made it a complete game changer from everybody else was this halftime function. And it essentially slows down mm-hmm. your song and cuts it to the certain bars that you have it set for. So like if you're at 168, it'll cut it every half bar so then your samples an octave down and it plays at half the speed is this something exclusive to free loops um i know cable guys just put out um a version called halftime and it's a bit better because you can change the eq like what parts get affected in the sample to do the halftime like crazy stuff like that and that is pretty solid too i really enjoyed that one you're like let me pull out the pen and get this down (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely scooping that yeah. one. Is it pretty cheap? Is it like an expensive one or is it like one I of the I think it's like ones? maybe $30 max. Yeah. All right, bet. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's the one thing on FL. I'm like, man, that grows yeah. beat though. Because that, that changes a yeah. whole sample. It's not almost unrecognizable. Like, out of all the plugins that I bought, uh, that's one of the really, that's one of the ones where I like was thinking about it for a long time, but I was like, I need this. Cause you go on to like the genius verified videos of like how TM 88 made uh XO tour life. And he's like, I got that gross beat. And yeah. Like, he definitely gross did. Beat, man. Yeah, uh, he definitely yeah. did. I definitely remember that video too. Yeah. But image line, mm-hmm. uh, I think the gross beat from image line who makes FL it's like 70 bucks, but the cable guys halftime, which does the exact same thing is like 30. And it's way more integratable. So. Can you buy gross beat yeah. by itself? Yeah, you can buy gross beat is just what? a straight VST or AAX and then throw it in um, to whatever. Ah, uh, see, that's the thing on Logic. We're, it's fucking audio oh, unit. Yeah. So it's oh, like yeah, the weird. AU. I think it might be AU. Yeah. I'm not too sure, though. I think that they've. Tr- I mean, since it. FL is now on Mac, it makes sense that they've got AU for it as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Cable halftime is twelve dollars. Yeah, hopping that right right. now. Yeah, it's it's Hop worth it. it. It's so worth it. Right below it is crackedvst.com. <laughs> Download now. No, <laughs> no, no. The cracking VST. I mean, 
Absolutely. That time. Yeah, I don't see that. I know you want to talk about that. He said he's got a Windows. I had yeah. to crack Logic. Yeah. I, the first time I tried to learn how to make beats. You cracked Yo, Logic? This shit. The same oh. Mac. I'm surprised what? this MacBook is still here alive, right? But when my son was born in 2013, I got an MPC studio and I got this MacBook, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was pretty somewhat nifty on computers in my opinion. So I was like one night late at night when everybody's asleep, searching on the internet, trying to like find <laughs> ways to get over. And I got, I used to be on like, remember Logic Pirate Amazon. Bay and all that shit? Oh, yeah. 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 I, I found a cracked Logic joint and I was like, okay. And I took that shit, okay. and I woke up the next day, and it was done. And I was like, oh, fuck, right? And it booted everything. up and everything. Had... That's crazy, because Apple software is on lock, so it might be an older version, because I feel like they would So the us. point is, is that it was so awesome for nothing, because I didn't know how to do jack shit. I didn't know what a, I didn't know nothing about nothing. I just... Yeah. You didn't appreciate it. Well, you just that that, that part, yeah. and that I just didn't know how to make beats yet at all. Like I had never made a beat. Mm. I'm over here stealing logic and shit, right? That'd be a terrible dog. Yeah, yeah, it turned me dude, off. I was like, it seasoned, it's, and it took me a month. I was. It turned me it off, and then um, I, you know, I long story short, Dylan, I learned how to make it on the iPad iOS production, and I came yeah. back to my iPad, and I, I mean, I came back to my computer, and I learned on MPC, but. The cracked part of the whole thing is that I had this cracked Logic shit, so when I eventually learned how to make beats, and I was like, okay, let me come back to Logic, I started reading shit that, or I even talked to people that said that the industry has the ability to, like, tell if you made shit on cracked software and, like... I was, yeah. gonna, I was gonna talk about that. There's this, yeah. uh, there's this crew of producers called Internet Money, and they used to make a ton of tutorials back in the day. And mm-hmm. one of their producers actually torrented FL 10 or 11, mm-hmm. I think. What a yeah. dog. And he was making dog. videos, and ImageLine straight up took down the videos that he was featured in for copyright infringement because wow. he was using a cracked DAW. And they knew that from looking at the video and tracking his information. Yeah, man. Through, and I was like, played yeah. himself. He played, played himself, himself. But it's just crazy that, because uh, I, I'm going to keep it two Virgils. I, I have used huh? cracked plugins back in the day, like Omni. Like, what young producer that isn't making money is going to buy a $500 yeah. VST off right when they don't know how to use it? Right. Yeah, like, yeah. I used to do that. Uh, I have a homie who, uh, this is a funny story. I met him when I was living in my college dorm, like, two years ago. And he was torrenting, like, Waves plugins in... <laughs> Yeah, oh, he taunted Waves plugins. He got Dude. like a whole entire Waves 10 bundle. I don't know how, but oh. yeah, it was crazy. That's like that's like that's like dog. 50 grand worth of VSTs right there, I think. Bro, I spent a bill on just the SSL G channel and this um VU yeah. meter to not rely on the, yeah. the normal one. And that yeah, that was like a bill itself. So I couldn't even imagine what the yeah. bundle was. I was about to say, yeah, I think I bought like a basic bundle and then vocal writer, and it was like 130 bucks and i only got like 10 vsts max for it which isn't bad but yeah. but this dude yeah cracked uh these vsts uh got them through like BitTorrent, and he forgot to turn off seeding which is essentially how uh sites track you know what you got used tisk, tisk, yeah. tisk. 
He didn't, he didn't remove them. Yep, he didn't turn yeah. off seating in the school. Straight up, found it through his IP and shut off his internet for two weeks because wow. they were thinking that he was torrenting, and Ooh. that's against school policy. And I was like, and it made me rethink. I was like, I probably Bummer. shouldn't be torrenting these VSTs much anymore. <laughs> Is that even still a thing? Like, I stopped doing it as soon as I realized that it might as well just you know hustle to get the real shit and it feels better because then you can get updates. You know, that's the other thing. I had yeah. that shit with Logic. I couldn't update Logic. I couldn't, you know, when I updated mm-hmm. my Apple, well, you know, my um, my Mac OS, it would kind of like fuck shit up. So it was like, yeah. it was really for nothing. Yeah. It was always on my computer for nothing, and like, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, kind of. It just kind of bricks uh, the program if you yeah. just like update. It's kind of sad, but yeah, I used I used to use crack plugins, and I'm like, I'm not mad or like embarrassed to admit it because it's no. just kind of the way that the game works at this it's point. This is how it is. That's the way the game goes, and I mean, I I did too, but I learned my lesson when I wiped yeah. out the computer. You know, I was like, no yeah. more of this, no more of this. Yo, this is the beat breakdown. Yeah, man. no. We got Tuan the Great. We got Dylan Rowley. and I said your name wrong after you told me not to say it wrong. <laughs> oh no, it's fine. It's no biggie. <laughs> Talking about production and everything that we got and our workflows. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, as far as uh how i start off i always typically start off with a melody i don't know whenever i hear people ask that question yeah me too because i just feel like drums are the easiest and most fun connector like and if i start off with drums melody and samples don't necessarily connect i don't know if that's something that y'all find an issue as well i hate when that happens too sometimes i'll roll the dice and it works okay yeah it's pretty rare it's it's super difficult to get it to where you can start with drums and then get a sample on top because you'll just get so annoyed with the drum groove that by the end of it, you're like, I don't even want mm-hmm. this thing anymore. Yep, and you just close it. Yeah. It's mad. Yeah. And there's, I hate that. And I don't want to start talking about that too long, but I'm glad I'm not the only one that's been there. There's nothing like getting worked up to make a beat only to get somewhere in the production flow and be like, this shit isn't working. Yeah. That's every morning, to be honest, bro. My first, like, one or two of the day, throw away. Yeah. I just trash them. Because I'm like, this <laughs> okay. Yeah, I've had a couple, I've had a couple <laughs> days where I'm like, I need to make a certain amount of type beats this week. And I open up projects, and I'm like, why the hell did I do this? <laughs> like, this is two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. What am I oh. doing? And then I try to make a new one, and I'm like, this just sucks. So I don't even save it. I'm just like, this is just gone forever. I'm cool with that. Damn, yo. Even with us saying how we've lost beats to like the victim of not saving them, y'all still just throw away joints. Like, fuck it, this is trash. Yeah, like, there's just some where yeah, you just have to admit that yeah. like it's not gonna work no matter yes. what you put into it. And I'm yes. just like, there's no yeah. point in saving it because I don't think I'll be able to come back to it. Well, all right, let me ask you guys this: mm-hmm. Am I the only one? Is this like something laughable? But, like, typically when that's the case for me, like, if I have something sitting right here in my doll that's, like, on the borderline of being tossed, but I probably should have tossed it, that means I haven't gone further than, like, 16 bars. Like, it's, like, either eight-bar loop, and it sounds like shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I make, if I progress something into, like, you know what I'm saying, like, more than one sequence, I'll typically... Even if it's not good, I, I'll just typically I feel bad now after losing beats and projects. I feel bad about getting rid of shit, and actually I'm dealing with that right now. After I get off the phone with y'all, I'm about to consolidate projects that I might throw away. Isn't that stupid? You know what I'm saying? No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's true, it's true. 
You know what I'm trying to say? Know, like they're not done. They're like, I'm not gonna throw you away just for the sake of all the dead, dead homies, all the dead beats from the past. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, there's just some. It's not often. I usually save all of my projects and just don't finish half of them. That's the producer struggle. Yeah. Uh, the temptation of starting a new yeah. project versus finishing the one that you're on. Um, I had a whole folder of unfinished beat files, and that's when I knew I yeah, changed. I, I did too. <laughs> I went through from like 2018, and I had like over a hundred unfinished files, and I was like, I need to, I need to change Sheesh. something up. It's what, bad out here. Uh-huh. Do you find peace knowing that you're not alone, or do you not like the fact? Because I'm kind of torn with that one too. I used to be like, oh, okay, it's not just me. But then I'm like, okay, wait, are we all conflicted with this issue? What's wrong with us? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Low key, yeah. I feel like we just don't. Yeah, talk about I think it. a lot of us just like don't want to talk about the fact that oh, we have these files that are just never going to see the day of light or the light of day. My bad. Uh huh. Or just yeah, like imagine booty. if you were a photographer, yeah. you had like all these pictures of your family or some shit, and people were like, yo, where are those pictures at? Like, nah, they're trash. <laughs> you're never gonna yeah. see these pictures okay that's but that's a little yeah, bit different because yeah. it's intimate but beats those, it's like yeah. we do do that and i mean maybe we can talk about that in the next episode yeah yeah for sure i think the main thing is sure. is that the, like for type beats it's way easier for me to just chuck a beat into the void for like lo-fi i'm like i gotta keep mm. it on my computer maybe i'll come back to this and have a different technique five years from now and i hear completely that. change up the beat i hear that mm. I hear okay that. So on the topic, we talked about it a little earlier before getting on, but uh, interlude. Oh, yeah. Let's break right. it down. So Let's that interlude beat I made back in 2016, 2017, I think. Yeah, uh, I think it was more 2016 because I made In Order, Killing Season, Summer Love Story, and Interlude. And those were my first three beats that were intros yeah. into like the lo-fi sound. And mm-hmm. that sample, I don't remember the exact name of it. I think it's called Incoherent is the actual name of the sample. But this thing just had the craziest loop of all time. It was insane. And then mm-hmm. I just had this free pack of drums from, it was like this one site that was like Jay Dilla drum pack. And it's a whole bunch of songs, sounds that he used in songs. I. I throw this in, I do the chopping technique through the playlist to where I get a nice solid loop. And then I Mm -hmm. uh, throw the drums on it and it was super basic to me at first because it was just kick, snare, open hat, hi-hat, and sample. And I didn't have anything else to it, Mm -hmm. I just kind of had that as the loop. Um, And I actually didn't like the beat at first, I thought it was like one of my least favorite. And yeah yeah i seriously disliked that beat for the longest time and then this is on the Bandcamp version and the soundcloud version but i grabbed uh kendrick lamar's uh back or backseat freestyle yeah i remember you showed me the original version and i was like man yeah and i put that on there and Mm -hmm. i was like okay this completely changed the vibe of the song and for Mm -hmm. and so i finished it and i was like this is perfect i'm probably just gonna put this out on Bandcamp. i don't think i'm gonna put it out on streaming i come back to it Mm -hmm. april of 2018 and i'm like if i'm gonna put Mm -hmm. this out i'm gonna have to take this uh acapella off 
took the acapella off yeah and i listened to it through and i was like put breakdowns in the beat and how it would sound and everything and that was like right when i started experimenting with throwing acapellas on top of my beats just to see what it sounds like i used to do that back in the yeah, day man, jack yeah, radio was yeah. telling me just the other day that's what i was thinking about. i was insane everything just happened at the same time he was just telling me like bro you need to try to put like songs on your beats and i was like why but i guess it's- that's something to try out as far as a producer yeah, it's worth it. It makes yeah. it to where you can learn how to change your beat from just being like a loop beat to a straight up song. It feels more DJ like, but I mm-hmm. guess there is definitely mm-hmm. DJ elements in producing, you know what I mean? Like Yeah. It's all in together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that beat, I finished it. I let it sit from April until October, no, this September of 2019 when it was when I prepared to release the project. And I came back to it and I was like, this is insane. And another thing, this was uh, when you were asking earlier about like, what are my plugins that I use and whatnot? Uh, One Mm. of my plugins is just my Yamaha cassette player that I have out. Mm. The whole entire, the whole entire tape was rolled onto a Maxell cassette at like negative. Yeah. I got those Maxwell. It was like negative one DB. And then I threw the entire project back into FL and normalized it. So, the crunch that you get on interlude is strictly because I squashed it already. I got it up to negative 0.1, threw it through the cassette player at negative one, and then boosted that up to negative 0.1 again. So that's where the crunch comes from. Wild. And you can, the extra effort is what makes yeah. the song. And you can hear that. Uh, I messed up the recording of it like three or four times. So if you listen to ellipses, which is the last song on the tape, mm-hmm. uh, it starts to warble at the end because the kick and the bass are hitting so hard that they kind of cancel each other out, but it caused the tape to warble. Mm. So you can hear a little bit of shake. And then in the bonus tracks that I have on SoundCloud, you can hear it really bad in uh, the uh, Killing Season Ill Street. Yeah. Mm. So that, that tape yeah. is a godsend. It's like so awesome for songs. It also helped me like it's like the ultimate. It's like the ultimate tape emulator because it's yeah, a real. Exactly. And the best part about it is, it's the ultimate project finisher. Because mm-hmm. I can't go back mm-hmm. and change the, the volume of that hi hat anymore. It's stuck in history in that sound. Sure, I can go through and record mm-hmm. the album again, but that's twenty five minutes of my life that I won't get back. So, it's exactly. it is stuck on that tape and it's finalized and it kind of helps me finish the project because it sat on my drive for three years most of the songs were made in 2016 2017 and i made two songs off the album in 2018 but everything else was like 2016 dude incredible to me yeah and somehow i don't know how i just made it all flow not no, to toot my own horn. The fact that you just have something for that long, like it flowed, I it flowed. It was got, good. like that's where yo, I'm the yo, that's incredible that you have something for that long. Like, all right, let me ask y'all this. Am I making a major mistake by all right? I got the, you know I got the external hard drives and I already talked about all that good shit. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. when I make my beats and I'm like, all right, it's done. I've been trying to be the, all right, there's a tag box and there's a non-tag box and the exclusive box, all that good shit, right? But the projects and the mm-hmm. stems, do y'all hold on to all of those stems? You you held on to those stems from 2016? Yeah. yeah. 
if I if I put out a project, I have master folders <laughs> of like the great twenty eighteen masters, yeah. twenty nineteen masters, and it has like the beat breakdown. The and you just band, zip it, right? Because it's, isn't yeah. it, that shit's heavy, right? Yeah, I just throw it in the zip. Yeah, zipper up on the hard drive. All right, yeah, man, that's what I'm about to do, dude. Because I'm like, this shit is, you know, I run out of space. I'm like, I just need to zip up these projects so I can make some more projects. Yeah, like my type beats. Whenever I sell them on the, sorry, uh, but whenever I'm mm-hmm. whenever oh, I'm no, selling type beats, I have the FLP. I have a tagged uh, MP3 of the song. I have an untagged wave, and then I have all of the stems in waveform. Just well, why you're not giving them like the stems? That. Are you? You give people the stems. Uh, under like exclusive deals you'll give people stems and that's okay. just so then i have it mm-hmm. to where if like there's been occasions where uh a producer within somebody's camp remakes a beat mm. like uh the pop smoke thing that just happened yeah. with cash money ap and wylo yeah trying to catch up on that oh, yeah. they're mad at cash can, money right yeah because cash money had some of his producers up, allegedly inside his click remake this sample from this dude wylo who makes the most insane samples and just gives them out for free on youtube and whatnot but yeah but his camp remade it and got it on pop smoke's album and this dude wylo has been working to get his credit on it as a composer because he made the sample that they just completely remade with different sounds and Mm -hmm. it's been a Mm -hmm. process Mm -hmm. yeah so i try to keep my stems just so then if they're like you didn't make this song. Yep, I'm like, what exactly. do you mean? I've got the stems from 2016. All right. Got the whole project. Yeah. So folder, which is a stems <laughs> folder. Yeah, but I I just throw them in. I just throw them in zips. I'm just like zip it and then throw the other folder away. That's got it in non-zipped form. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Shit. No, but on on the project on the projects, I got I got one more thing on on uh, holding on to something yeah. for a while. On that project I did with Sterling, I know Rashad checked it out. I'm pretty yeah. sure you did too, Dylan. But there's this one with the sample. It's like, uh, have you ever seen The Sunny Side of Heaven? This is off this 1979 Tacoma Kids oh. Wire. I had the sample recorded for months and couldn't figure it out. And then one day, when I was producing on an iPad, went to a park, and then it just sparked. And then boom. You know, Sterling came over, I think, that week, and then just knocked it out. Whoa. Yeah, y'all, y'all two work out. But you never know. Too, man. Y'all need to keep jamming. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. We got, we got, we got some, some. Stuff oh man, there. the samples that Antoine was sending me were insane. I've got a couple joints, both trap and lo-fi, that are just crazy. I got, I got some nutty ones. I'm just sitting there. I'm like, hmm, what? Yeah. Move? But yeah, it's crazy. Well, I'm on my second, or maybe this is my third of the night, Raging Bitch, so this one will probably put me down. I don't think I'm going to be doing any producing after that. Um, It's probably going to be all podcast promoting and editing until I tap out. But I'm glad to have you on, man, and I hope you uh, subscribe to Rashad Radio and everybody that's uh, listening. Y'all make sure y'all follow Dylan Rowley and Antoine LeGrate. Second time Antoine LeGrate. Antoine, you're going to be, this is us, man. We here, right? We here? Okay, we hear yeah. the beat breakdown. We're just missing Kendo. We're going to get him next time. He's been missing in action. I don't know where you at, Kendo. We're going to find you. But uh, we're glad to have more producers come through. We love to chop it up. 
talk about what it is that gets you going, what it is that how you're flowing with Ableton, with the gang, and whatever you got out now. So again, make sure y'all checking out my man Dylan Rowe. Damn, son. I want to see Rowley so bad. Shout out to social media, Dylan. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I'm at uh, Dylan Rowley Prud uh, just on all social media. Um, I've got my album out. I just got it pressed to cassette. So I'm working on getting those hey. uh, shipped out. Um, but yeah, and then listen to real, real men record their wives. On oh, radio. you didn't have to. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. The real men record. Their, I guess that's the one you checked out, right? Yeah, I checked hey, out that in this one. Wait, so you check out Wu Tang is whack, man. We got more hip hop too on Shot Radio too. Yeah, I was on one of those. I was on one. Real of those, men record yeah. their wives is dope too, though. Yeah. <laughs> that J Cole no name. Yeah, yeah he said he was feeling that. Hey, again, man, I appreciate you coming through. I don't want to hold you too long, and I don't want the audio to clip. Hopefully, we got we got we in there. I, as soon as I get the uh, shit chopped up and cooked up, I'll send y'all the link, man. All right, bet. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you having me on. This was really and anytime we can do it again, whatever you know, like it's just something that I'm just I'm building, you know, and I feel like it gets in the way of me making beats. But it's okay because there'll be times when I know the podcast will kind of lag and like people won't be in touch, and I'll just say, "All right, you know what? Now it's time to sharpen them production swords." You know, I what you learned from the podcast, exactly. You know, yeah, I exactly. use. You know, I, I I'm so glad you mentioned Koala, bro, because that's definitely one thing that I've been holding on to on my iPad. Koala and Core Gadget right now are just sitting together, like Core Gadget. Yeah. Those are, get that Vancouver sampler. <laughs> Definitely Crazy. combo. I'm just saying. Right Definitely now, a lot combo. of people are talking about Chompler too, so I'm like trying to look at Chompler, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, hopefully, I can make some fire that we could talk about, and you know, because I'm impressed, man. Y'all, y'all are some dope producers, and I want y'all to keep feeling dope because y'all are dope. And Rashad Radio appreciates dope. All right. Yep. Hey, once again, one love from Washington D.C. to Washington State. Deep breakdown with my man uh-huh. Dylan Rowley, Antoine the Great. All right. Yep. Yep. Peace. We out. Peace.